Just a quick note before I begin the show. I try to record when it's the quietest, and I do live on a very busy street, so it's kind of hard. But for some reason, as soon as I began recording, they decided to do road work outside. Why that is, I don't know. <laughs> but they did. So there is a little bit of a noise factor um, going on in the background, and I do apologize for it. So I hope it doesn't take away your enjoyment of the show too much. And now on with the show. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Hi, and welcome to episode 255 of Martha Runs the World. How are you today? I'm doing great. And after I talk about this episode's topic, stay tuned for the final word. In both 2019 and 2023, there were over 120,000 ultra runners in North America. I don't know how many worldwide, sorry. The numbers dipped between those years due to COVID, but I expect those numbers to rise a lot in the upcoming years. No wonder there are many greedy hands reaching for participants of ultra races. It was bound to happen. As soon as the announcement that UTMB was partnering with Ironman, I knew that it wasn't good news for the trail running community. Yes, many in the ultra running world were over optimistic, thinking that this will be a good thing and bring new people into the sport, which I'm sure it has and it will. But just bringing new people into trail running shouldn't be the only thing we should look at or think about when looking at a corporate maneuver such as this. And while corporations are not a bad thing, I don't think at all, but over-corporatization of such a community-based sport such as ours can be a very detrimental thing. And overlooking the community-based and family-based sport our, our sport is, overlooking that and only thinking money-based is not a good thing as far as I'm concerned. There are many things that go into our sport and they have to all be considered and all be thought of as important. There are many problems with UTMB partnering with Ironman. Many problems, and that's what I'm going to talk about this week. And if anyone else, any other corporate entities get into it, Spartan is another one, there are problems with this as well. Although I'll save that for another day. I'll save Spartan, I mean, for another day. Let's first look at the backgrounds of both of the companies. Now, Ironman has been around longer, much longer, it was the brainchild of Judy and John Collins, and a couple the couple moved from California to Hawaii in 1975, and they participated in the Mission Bay Triathlon in San Diego on September 25th and 74, and wanted to make something bigger and longer distances. That event now marks the start of the modern triathlon in the U.S. In 77, the Collinses involved 
in organizing a sprint run swim competition in Honolulu and had planted the seed to put on a triathlon event of the following year in Hawaii. Their goal was to create something longer and more difficult for endurance athletes that included the rough water swim of Hawaii. And it would include a marathon distance run and a longer bike portion. And John famously added, whoever finishes first will call him the Iron Man. And that's where that race started. Now, they they also decided that the all of the events would add up to 140.6 miles. Not sure what, why they decided that distance, but they did. And February 18th, 1978 was the date of the first Ironman. Now, Ironmans are extremely expensive. I mean, triathlons are extremely expensive, and Ironmans are even more so. The average cost of registering for an Ironman is $750, but depending on the location, it can range from $650 to $1,000 just for registration. I mean, the total cost of registration you have to add in the entry fees, processing fees, license fees. It can be a bundle. And you don't just register for an Ironman. No one could just go in and register for an Ironman. You have to work your way up. You have to finish shorter distances, sanctioned by Ironman, and then finally you get your place in this top race. It's a very pricey race in sport. There's nothing cheap about triathlons. Okay, breathing air is cheap, but that's about it. <laughs> According to the Guardian British newspaper, the average salary of a triathlete is $60,000 per year. It costs thousands of dollars to even get started with just the beginning gear. And that and then when you want to upgrade, well, that's when you're going to be spending the big bucks. Now, Ironman hosts 235 events annually in 50-plus countries, so there's lots of places for you to spend your money and to travel to, if you have that kind of money. Now, UTMB is fairly new in that it's been around 20 years, which really isn't that long. Created in 2003, UTMB, which stands for Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, calls itself the most mythical and prestigious trail running race in the world. I don't know about that. There's lots of races that would say that they are, but okay. With 171 kilometers and 10,000 meters of positive elevation gain around Mont Blanc, it travels through Italy, Switzerland, and France. Now, there's a variety of races that take place within the seven days that UTMB is at Chamonix, France which is where it starts, and Chamonix sits at the base of Mont Blanc. Very pretty area. UTMB now has races all over the world, and you have to collect stones to gain entry into UTMB. You can't just go in. You have to collect at least one stone from one of the races to get one entry into UTMB, and that probably won't get you in. The more stones you collect, the better your chance of getting into UTMB. It is like a lottery system, just like Western states. Now, the races there look pretty spectacular, and I will say that the UTMB races in Chamonix are beautiful, and they're well run. They're they're fabulously done, and I have no problem with them doing their races there in Chamonix. 
first things first, let's talk about who can register for these races. Now, there are several races and several distances offered that week from 50K to 100 miles and more. Currently, UTMB has seven races in North America, two in South America, 18 in Europe, five in Asia, and three in Australia. Together, the two companies have joined to create a bigger World Series events for trail running to give runners the ability to give more runners the ability to qualify for UTMB, which, if you understand math at all, this will make entry into the Chamonix race even more difficult. Oh, yeah, UTMB is going to make a lot more money, but entry into the races is going to be even harder. But hey, you'll be broke by then by spending your money on their other races. So you won't care. <laughs> All right. I kind of be, be a little bratty here, but it's kind of true. I mean, they they have races all over. And once you travel to those races to do them, to qualify for a race that you probably won't get into, are you going to have the money to travel to France? I don't know. <laughs> the Ironman Group is owned by the private family-held holding company Advance, whose portfolio also includes Condé Nast, as well as stakes in media companies such as Discovery and Reddit. Advance also acquired the Ironman Group in 2020 in an all-cash transaction reportedly valued at $730 million. Husband and wife Michael and Catherine Poletti founded UTMB. If you think about it, Condé Nast owns printed magazines. Printed magazines are on their way out. As much as I love magazines in the past, I don't read them anymore. Gone are the days when I had a handful of magazine subscriptions and I would spend an evening reading them. I mean, that was really fun. I loved my magazines. I had different ones. I had would have Runner's World in the way olden days. I would have Runner's World. I would have um, Trail Running Magazine, again, in the olden days before they started sucking. Um, I would have maybe Condé Nast Travel. That was a really good magazine at one point. It was. And a couple others. And I would just sit down and spe- I would save them up. And then I would sit down one evening and just with a, with a frosty beverage and just read them. And it was so fun. But who reads... Online magazines, they say, oh yeah, for a small price, you can read them online. But who does that? It's not the same at all. Reading a real magazine, flipping, hearing the sound of flipping through the pages, that was something entirely different. That was really fun. And I just don't do that anymore. And buying a magazine on its own, singularly, is really expensive. Each magazine might cost $7. $7. I mean, you can buy a book for a few dollars more, and I'll rather, much rather buy a book. So, of course, the folks owning Condé Nast are going to want to branch out. I mean, Iron Man is great, but those races are limited to the wealthy. And ultra running, you don't have to be wealthy to ultra run. You just, I mean, middle class folks can do ultra running, and poor folks like me can do it too. (laughs) So, it's not like... You're only limited to those who are extremely wealthy who can own $5,000 bikes and the vehicles to transport them on and who could travel around the world and do these very expensive races. Well, it all came to a head a few weeks ago in late October 
when ultra runner and race director Gary Robbins shared a post he made on his blog about what happened to him and his company Coast Mountain Trail Running and his annual race in a blog post called What Really Went Down in Whistler with the Wham WAM Races. That came out in late October. So yes, I'm a little late for this particular incident, but I'm not too late on the subject as a whole, because this is not a one-off thing. Many people in the running community think that this is just a one-time deal, and after the whole Gary Robbins thing blows over, everything's going to go back to normal, and it's going to be fine. I don't believe that at all. I think this is going to be an ongoing issue, so I think we can address it at any time. And I know people just want to sweep it under the rug because it's negative and it's not fun and it's not nice. And most runners are very positive and only want to think positive. But some things have to be addressed and have to be faced head on. And even if it's not good news, it really needs to be talked about. But first, let me go over what Gary said in his blog, just briefly. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but briefly. Wham! is a race that Gary's Ultra Race Company puts on every year at Whistler. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Now, WAM stands for Whistler Alpine Meadows. Whistler is owned by Vale Resorts, so you know we're talking big money here. He's had a good relationship with them since putting on this race for a few years, but the person they that he used to work with had been fired, and the new person he kept that he tried to get in touch with, he kept uh, getting ignored. His calls, his emails were never returned. Nothing was ever discussed with him. They He tried to get a hold of them and they were kept not, not talking to him, not getting back to him or anything and the like. It turned out the reason why the resort was ignoring Robbins is because they had already made an agreement with Ironman UTMB behind his back. It's a little shocking to know that the people you've done business with for years just go and do something like that. It's very sneaky. But that's big business for you. And perhaps they found another giant company more enticing, more money to be made. And some people are saying that UTMB is not to blame, Whistler is. But I say, oh, come on. You can't be that naive to think that they both aren't to blame. I think people want to have their cake and eat it too, as the saying goes. They want to keep UTMB in their, in their good graces and not blame them for anything that's going wrong. <laughs> I guess they still want to run UTMB races, but you got to choose one side or the other here. And it really is one side or the other. UTMB probably enticed Whistler with much more than Gary could. Gary is just an independent race 
com- company owner. He doesn't have this mega, mega worldwide network of races. And Whistler probably saw that and thought that was much more interesting. More sponsors, more cash, more people to bring in. So I think they're both to blame. And I think maybe UTMB is more to blame than Whistler because UTMB knew who was doing the race for years. And they, instead of asking Gary if he was going to do it, they came in and wanted to do it. I think that's kind of uncool. As a matter of fact, UTMB wanted to partner with Gary earlier on his Snohomish 50, 50 mile 50K. And Gary said, no, he didn't want to do it because their demands were just too over the top and wrong. And I think because they asked to do it, then they came in and took one of his races. (laughs) So that's really, really sneaky and underhanded and dirty. And it also represents a big problem. I don't have a problem with companies making money. That's the name of the game. I have a problem when a big trail corporation comes in and takes over an already established race. I have a problem when they do, when they see that a race has already been there and says, oh, I don't care, we're going to do a racer anyway. Instead of being gracious or, or having enough respect to ask if the race company who had the race there is going to do it again. They could ask that and maybe do it on another week. They could do it at another time on another week. That I have a problem with. And, and I just, I, I just think it's really wrong, but I'll tell you what Gary's going to do in a little bit. And this is what I propose. Don't jump after those stones. Don't do UTMB races. Don't go after that carrot. There are plenty of other races in the world, in Europe, in North America that don't, other than UTMB, you don't have to do UTMB races. There are plenty of other races all over that aren't UTMB races. If you want to find a race that is not in the U.S. that you want to, that you want to race, Ahotu is spelled A-H-O-T-U is a great resource for races overseas. They have races of all different varieties there. And I'll have, I'll post the link on the website like everything else. I'm also going to recommend this YouTube channel because he talks about, and, and this particular episode, his well, channel is really good too. It's Joe Bauer is an American and he lives in Berlin and he runs all over the place. And he talks about different, um, different races, alternatives other than UTMB races. And it's a really cool channel and I think you'll like it. But I'll post that his link on the website, martharunstheworld.com as well. And you can take a look at that. As I say constantly, support your local trail and ultra races. In the U.S., it's pretty easy. Go to ultra sign up and it's perfect for that. And you can find great races all over the country. And I also want to go back to something I brought up earlier when I was talking about Ironman. Triathlons are super expensive. If UTMB thinks that triathletes are just going to accept our play in the dirt and be happy without all the frilly amenities, that's a bit naive. (laughs) I mean, okay, one reason why I fell in love with trail running and ultras is we have a family. 
ultra runners and trail runners have a real family. People, it's, it's not like a road race. When you do a road race, you have, unless it's like a teeny little road race, you have thousands of people and you don't know each other. You don't care to know each other and you just all run. Nobody talks. You're in your zone and you just run. And then when it's done, you just go off and do your thing. And usually the people who volunteer, they get, they get the kids from the, tr- from the, uh, track club and school. And that's who volunteers. And it's not a big deal, but that's not what trail r- running is about. Trail running, you volunteer, you support. I have had trail vol- race volunteers who have kept me on the course when I wanted to quit. That's how important these trail angels are. They keep you on the course. They take care of you. They are like your your friends. And yeah, you do make friends with them too. I have friends for life of people I volunteered with at a at an aid station. They're amazing people and they are just incredible. And you make friends with these people. I've made friends with people that I've talked to during races that we've had both been at a down point during a race and we walked for a little while. We made friends and now we're friends. (laughs) That's how it is in trail running and ultras. It's a different type of atmosphere. That's why I love it. But that's not how triathlons are. (laughs) Triathlons are very competitive. You don't really chat with anyone on the course. It isn't that kind of a thing. I worked at Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon, which is a triathlon we have in San Francisco where you swim from Alcatraz, you get off a boat, you swim down to the, to the, um, to aquatic park, and then you race a bike around the Presidio and come back and then you run. I say worked because there are no volunteers at the race. Everyone works and you each day they pay $125 and I worked that whole weekend. So I made 250 bucks. So they don't have volunteers. <laughs> It isn't that kind of an atmosphere. It isn't a family. We're here as a big family to support each other. No, it's a very competitive atmosphere. It's a very, you know, I'm for here for myself type atmosphere. It is not a trail running atmosphere. Entry fee is around the thousand dollars and everyone has these real expensive bikes. I mean, the top, top tier is ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 bikes. So it's totally different atmosphere. They're not there to help out each other, to support each other. They're there to finish and win and do great. And I'm not saying everybody on the course does great, but I mean, they're there to finish the, finish it. It's just a different attitude. It's not what our sport is. Our sport is there for, to help each other. If you do an out and back on a trail race, I've, I swear to God, I've had the top runners cheer me as, as I'm in the back of the pack and they've cheered me on. The top racers have. In a trail race, you don't find that in a triathlon or a road race. They're, they don't give a blank about me. <laughs> they do in a trail race. It's way different, way different. And it's, I don't know. I think people are going to find out that this is not as good a thing as they think it is. And it's, it's not going away. It's just going to get a little worse. So hopefully just prepare. I hope I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong. I don't want to be right in this. This is not something I'm proud of, but I just, I don't think this is going to go away. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, before I forget, Gary has his own race going on the same weekend of the UTMB race. And I will talk more about that later when 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 there's more information about it, but he does. So if you're in the area, if you're in that area, 
I urge you to support Gary's race if you can. If you can run it, great. If you can't, volunteer, show support. And I think that's really important to help him out. And now, my final word. For a few weeks since the Golden Gate Half Marathon, I was kind of down about my running. I didn't feel that it was going very well. I felt that I wasn't making enough progress and it was making me really sad. I was making the cardinal running sin of comparing myself to my past self. Thou shalt not compare yourself to your past self. Yeah, I was doing that. In fact, it made me a little bummed over Thanksgiving and affected my turkey trot as well. So I took a few days off running and got some strength training in and then started doing some training runs and just slowly, just chilled, just did some trail runs and just took it easy and started to feel better. I'm happy to say it's much better now. This weekend, I went to one of my favorite places in the whole world, the Marin Headlands, and ran and hiked nine miles in those beautiful hills. Oh my gosh, it was so gorgeous. I've missed them so much. I'll be spending a lot of time over there as I prepare for my race in February. I promise to stop comparing myself to someone pre-surgery and remember that I am a different person now. Not better or worse, just different. If you're feeling bad because you don't run like you used to, remember that you've been through a lot since then and congratulate yourself for running. And for goodness sakes, don't compare. Do not compare. We're all different. And you know what? It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to keep running. We're going to keep doing our thing. And yeah, that is it for today. So the website is martharunsaworld.com. And my email is martharunsaworld at gmail.com. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.